0: This episode is brought to you by the Law Office of Joseph I. Marchant. Focusing on real estate closings and probate matters with 20 years experience for services, contact Joey at 478-374-1505. Drug Store is a locally owned and operated independent pharmacy with pharmacists that live in the neighborhood, know patients by name, and are dedicated to keeping you, your family, and our community healthy. They offer fast, friendly service with competitive pricing and free delivery to surrounding counties, Remember that Ryle's Drugstore also has Ryle's Outfitters conveniently located inside, a boutique that offers home decor, gifts, and clothing for men, women, and children. Shop local and make our community a better place to live. Call today at 229-868-6735 or stop by at 12 South 2nd Avenue McCray Helena for any help with, with your needs. The Merchants and Citizens Bank is a proud sponsor of throwing it around. They have been a vital part of the local community since 1929. They offer traditional products and services that people have come to expect. In addition, they offer internet banking, mobile banking that includes mobile deposit, ATM banking, and telephone banking. For all your banking needs, call today at 229-868-5656 or find them on the web at www.merchantsandcitizensbank.com. Milton CPA Services LLC is your locally owned full service accounting, auditing, and tax preparation professionals. Please visit them for all your bookkeeping and taxation needs to help you, help keep you or your family or business running smoothly. For expertise and peace of mind, call on them. Located in the old Security State Bank building in McCray, Helena, call them at 229-868-5614 or visit on the web at www.MiltonCPAServices.com. Then your doodles. If you're looking to add a new member to your family, you can visit them on Facebook, Instagram, or on the web at www.VineyardDoodles.com. The Cannon Law Firm is a general law practice focusing on real estate transactions, family law, criminal defense, social security, disability, and personal injury. Call Attorney Lee Cannon and his staff to assist you with all of your legal needs. With locations in McCray and Eastman, the Cannon Law Firm offers you big city expertise with the charm of small town service. Jason's Fast Lube. Whether your passion is safety, luxury, adventure, or just staying on budget, let Jason's Fast Lube in McCrae, Georgia help you keep your vehicle in top-notch condition. Jason and his crew offer oil change, rotate and balance tires, wheels, electrical, system check, and batteries. Make an appointment with your nearby uh, Jason's Fast Lube in McRae, Georgia, or drop or drop in today, head on over to Jason's Fast Lube and get expert advice, world-class tires, and great customer service you can call them at 229 868 5344 and visit them at 200 Avenue mccray Helena 31055 So welcome in to our to episode 22 of throwing it around it's great to see uh, great to be here with you guys again I'm here with Chris Clark our one of our local softball coaches but we're going to touch on some local softball but the big topic of today is It's crunch time for college softball, the road to OKC has been paved, and now we have our final eight. So Chris, I would like to thank you so much for sitting down with me. My pleasure, glad to be here with you. Oh, absolutely, so before we jump into that, I know um, high school tryouts have come and gone, so Mm -hmm. let's kind of jump into that a little bit and kind of go over that before we go into the OKC route. Okay, Uh, yeah, we had um,
1: high school tryouts, and actually, This year, I'm going to be kind of pulling double duty. Um, Actually, the middle school is going to be my primary responsibility. Um, Me and Coach Jennifer White um, are going to be the head coaches for the middle school, um, but we're still going to help high school um, when we can. Uh, But, yeah, we had high school tryouts, like I said, two weeks ago. I think we had 22, 24, somewhere like that uh, come out. Um, we kept sixteen, I believe it was um, but we well, several uh, freshmen made the team uh, that were really impressive um, so i'm looking i'm looking forward to the season I, I think we're, we had the possibility to uh, have a have a really good season got a large senior class this year okay. um, you know, compared to last year
0: where we only had one. I was about to say, I think didn't y'all only have we one? We only had
1: one this past season. Yeah. I think this upcoming season there's five or six maybe. So. Oh, wow. So a pretty big senior class uh, coming up for this next softball season. Oh,
0: wow, wow. And um, I and I know the for Telfair County, at one time, everybody got used to paving the road to Columbus. I know there was multiple years that we've made it back. So it's there that... Solid confidence that we get back to uh, South Commons this year. Well every year. That's yeah. our goal Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know that
1: that's our main goal is, is to make it to Columbus um, And that's you know, that doesn't change this year um, Like I said, there's some new pieces coming in uh, uh, Some changes um, some uh, We did lose one player that uh, transferred to another school starting next year um, but, like I said, with, with what, I, what, what we've got, um, you know, I, I feel like we have a good shot to make it back to Columbus this year. We come up a little bit short last year, um, had some injuries that kind of hurt us throughout the year. And, um, you know, but that happens to everybody, so you got to play through them. Um, but, like I said, with what we've got out there, um, I think our pitching's going to be, be pretty good this year. So we we hit the ball and put some runs on the board. Like I said, I I think Columbus is is very realistic for us this year.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now that we've covered that, and we can jump into the main topic today. I know uh, final eight teams. I know earlier back in February, I think before it all uh, before it all went down, uh, a girl that that did play at Middle Georgia sat down with me. Uh, She. Uh, decided to step away from softball to go into the nursing program, but we made our predictions as to who would have made it into OKC. So I want to go back in here if I can if I can sit down with her again. Well, me and her will break it down. But let's get you uh, let's get your opinion on it. We made our own predictions, and now let's see how we both did. Uh, of course, I want to apologize in advance because I made the bold prediction that Tennessee would not make it in. <laughs> shame, shame. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I mean, you take a risk and say stuff and say stuff like that. But big, uh, big credit goes to Carly, uh, who actually played down at uh, in in Le- uh, in Leesburg. I mean, great, great softball team that yeah, they've yeah. had in years past. Uh, she predicted. Uh, let's go ahead and see how correct she was. Oklahoma, Florida State, Oklahoma State, Florida, which okay, they didn't make it in Tennessee. Northwestern, UCLA, and Georgia.
1: She got half of them.
0: I was going to say she was half right. Yeah. It's like I predicted Oklahoma, Florida, Oklahoma State, Florida State, Northwestern, Georgia, and where where we differed there. I said Arkansas. Then we know that Oregon made it in advance of – Oregon made it out of that regional. Right. They made it to the super regional out of that regional. All right. So we weren't – too far off i'd say what we did we both get halfway there or did i have one i think you had three i had three okay oklahoma 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 state and florida State. and florida state (laughs) so yeah she ended up beating me by one so hey i would would, then again of course the softball the actual (laughs) softball player would know more than me you know but yeah let's kind of go ahead and break down the bracket and then we'll go ahead and say the final eight that remain are oklahoma oklahoma state florida state Tennessee. Washington, Tennessee, Utah—I've already named them all. Uh,
1: dang, let's see. Uh, you got uh, Alabama.
0: Oh yeah, Alabama. Yeah, they punched and, the ticket. Uh, there. and Stanford. And Stanford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I know. I will say the first thing we'll talk about too is uh, the one that was kind of surprising to most hardcore softball fans is. Clemson drew drew the short straw in the super regionals, I guess you could say, having to play Oklahoma. But boy, did they almost make it a three game series! Of course, when so, as good as Oklahoma is, they're going to everybody's going to say, "Oh, it's going to be two games and done and whatnot." But that second game, having to go what was it nine nine innings? Nine right. innings?
1: Yeah, I mean they were down to their last strike, I think, mm-hmm. twice in in the bottom of the seventh or top of the seventh actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we were we were watching the games over the weekend and all, and, and, you know, the comparison I make with Oklahoma softball is they're the Alabama softball right now. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they have dominated. I think they're going for their fifth national championship in the last nine years or something like that. And they're th- I know they're third in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and their coach, Coach Gasso, Uh, She's a great coach. Um, She does a great job of recruiting, Um, you know, gets into players that she needs through recruiting and through the transfer portal. And um, she's got a really balanced team, Um, great pitching staff. I think they had the lowest DRA in the country uh, staff-wise. They hit the ball for power. They got girls with some speed. So just a really well-balanced uh, team there out in Norman that that's
0: going to be going to be tough to beat. Oh, absolutely! And you think about when it comes to the recruiting point you've made with Texas and Oklahoma. I think next next season or maybe I think it's 25 twenty 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 five when they're coming to the you SEC. You think about when they move into the SEC. Think about. I mean, Patty's already good at recruiting softball players mm-hmm. from around the nation, but you add the title of. SEC, which is a drawing card for any athlete in any sport. Any sport, or, I was going to yeah, say. Any in, sport. In any sport, You I mean, you think about how much, how much more she may be able to pull in.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, like I said, you mentioned the SEC, and you know, when you when you hear the SEC, you ju- you just think of of dominance and, and just about any any sport. Um, and you're right. She it's gone it's probably as well as she recruits now, it'll probably help her even more so when they do join the SEC. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. And uh, let's kind of jump over to uh, – well, no, let's actually stay with the Clemson series here. I know one, one player in particular – we'll kind of break down how Clemson did in their year being falling short to the national champs. I know Valerie Cagle was one person that was really a, a person to watch coming in this year. I know she had a little bit of a down year last – the prior season, but coming in this year just basically blew everything out of the water. I think she was cut short due to injury, I believe. But blowing everything out of the water, going throughout the year, getting into Super Regionals with an overall batting average of four seventy-two, I believe. I mean, you think about having to keep that through a 50 – what, 50 – Probably close to 60 games. 60 games – yeah, 60-game season. I mean, trying to keep that pace – Well, I mean, being such a good hitter and also pulling double duty as a great pitcher as well.
1: Uh, That's what I was fixing to say. You Mm -hmm. do not see very many pitchers in college, especially uh, that hit or play other positions. And I I think when she's not pitching, sometimes she's playing first. Um, But I think she's such a good athlete and and has to be uh, that the coach wants her in the lineup whether she's pitching or not. Um, But you're right, uh, just a – all around, can like I said, hitter, can hit the ball, hits for average. I think she had around close to 20 home runs on the season. Close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like I said, what she does on the mound. Um, you know, to, to me, someone with, with with that kind of versatility and all, um, I'm not sure if she was one of the finalists for players of the year nationally, um, but she should be mm-hmm. and really should, consider, could, should receive – a lot of consideration as player of the year just by being that two-way player and being successful um, in both aspects of the game.
0: Uh, Most definitely, I know one other player that does come to mind, she didn't hit as much as Valerie Cagle did, but I know with Oklahoma, Jordy Ball was one person that I know earlier on in the year, she got some ABs. I don't know throughout the rest of the season, but I mean, she's also another example of a fine two-way uh, type of player but with with clemson's program all together will you think about the success that they've had and what what are they like a five-year-old program uh, i was
1: finna say they have not had that program for four or five years it hasn't yeah. been long yeah i mean you think about i mean how
0: much time some uh you've seen some other programs like grow and get good but single digit years i mean I could, I guess you could say kudos to the coaching staff and kudos to the athletes that came there and was willing to okay, put in the work and get good and, uh, and, and show and show the softball world, hey, there's something cooking here in Clemson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: know, and that was a good opportunity for for those young ladies that come in and started that program. Um, you know, I'm sure you know, they recruited well, um, had to have to had have the success that they had. Um, But, you know, you're going into a new program and, you know, really everybody's starting from ground zero. It's not like you're a freshman, say, going into a a program like Oklahoma or Florida State, you know, where you already have players established. You know, you got a whole class of sophomores, seniors, juniors, whatever. Uh, When, you know, Clemson started up, they were starting from ground zero. And, you know, and that probably – uh, um, was a selling point to a lot of these these young
0: ladies that are playing at Clemson. Oh, absolutely! I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's kind of change gears now and jump over to another team. Um, let's talk about the the huge uh, surprise of everybody who who knows how much of a powerhouse UCLA is and how they didn't make it out of their, their own regional. I mean, you think about one person we broke down in the preview show that I did with Carly Back was the electric two-way player, Megan mm-hmm. Um She, of course, put, uh, she was Megan Faramo the entire year, but coming in and losing to Grand Canyon University and, and Liberty, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like two and done. Who would have seen that coming? I never expected
1: that. I mean, I actually sat there and watched both of those games, Mm and uh, I'm not sure which one was more shocking. I think both of them were one-run losses. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, that was the biggest uh, surprise, biggest
0: shocker, I guess, out of the whole tournament so far. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree agree more. And I know that, uh, you know, honestly, I would say probably the Liberty loss – might be a tad bit more shocking to me because it seemed like uh, UCLA had had a little bit more control in that game, and then right there at the very end, you had multiple like uh, base knocks. You had a couple of cl- you had one close play at the play, like right. very very close play yeah. at the play, and where you would have thought that they would have had that uh, kind of wrapped up and ready to go on and advance through the losers bracket. and all. the Grand Canyon game, I think that was like one swing. Changed yeah. it. I mean, like, if you want to if you want to, if you want to give the title of more shocking to that one, I mean, yeah, rightfully so. One, uh, one swing changed the whole dynamic. But then you had a uh, snowball effect against Liberty. Right. Yeah. I
1: think there was there was a hangover there mm-hmm. from that loss to to mm-hmm. Grand Canyon, and uh, just uh, play, you know, played over into that next game. And like I said, probably probably the out of all. Well, let's see. There was. I think, what, three or four-seeded teams that did not make it out of the regional. Um, but that was by far and away the biggest upset out of all of them, I believe.
0: Oh, for sure. I, I, you're right. You're right. I honestly, whenever I saw them lose to Liberty, and uh, and actually Liberty had to put up a big fight as well to try to get out of that regional. Uh, and fortunately, San Diego State was the one that came out of that regional, ultimately losing to Utah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I sat there right after the game. I was like, I can't believe that because I, it was at least for another day or two. That's, that's all the sports that's news we're talking about. Right. Like, UCLA has gone. I mean, that's one perennial – or, yeah, I think I'm using the right term – perennial powerhouse that you're not going to see in OKC. So, that's going to be a big uh, – that's going to be a big difference for any type of UCLA fan this year. Everything ended early. Right. Um, like I said – because, I,
1: let's see, LSU was a C. They got beat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Louisiana, uh, the Raging Cajuns have always had a good program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they actually come out of the Sun Belt, which is the conference that Georgia Southern's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know Arkansas lost, and they hosted and got beat. Once again, Oregon come out of that. And Oregon always has a pretty good team coming out of the, the Pac-10. Um, Pac-12. Pac-12, excuse me. Uh, I can't remember if there was any other seeded teams that that got beat out or not in in the regionals. Mm. Um, But, like I said, out out of those, uh, and I guess just maybe because of who they lost to, it, it probably was a
0: bigger shocker than the other ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think next team we'll jump to. Uh, we've already kind of covered uh, Oklahoma. I had a point here in the preview thing we did about Jordy Ball and Alex Starocco. I mean, Alex Starocco is somebody that really doesn't need to be missed as uh, as well. I mean, uh, I think last season, aside from Jordy Ball, she was sixth in the NCAA with Kays. But let's go on to the other side of that Bedlam matchup and talk about what Oklahoma State did. I mean, they pretty much pretty much handled things – fairly easily trying to get into okc one person we highlighted in the preview show was kelly maxwell was a pitcher uh 313ks overall last year but we think about well, we've always talked about the transfer portal uh of affecting football right. but boy and there was some big moves in in recent years especially this past offseason that were made with some teams some teams lost and some some teams really picked up some big ones. Oklahoma State with one being uh being one included in that. I mean they added uh two Alabama players from that. He had pitcher Lexi Ex- Kilfoil yeah. and Megan Bloodworth. They also picked up uh Rachel Becker, which was an infielder from Purdue in which they ended up being big pieces right. for the uh big pieces for the Cowgirls to really pave their way back to OKC. Yeah, they
1: were they were you yeah. They actually went into the tournament uh, struggling a little bit. Um, I forget, they were talking the other day, they, they had really struggled right here at the end of the season. But uh, in the regionals and super regionals, like you said, they, they really took care of business and, and left no doubt, you know, that they were the team in, in that region in that super regional. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure, for sure. I want to take a quick break here, thank the sponsors once again. A big thanks goes to Jason's Fast Lube. If you need them, go see them at 200 Avenue, McRae, Helena, 31055, or call them to schedule a time to come see them at 229-868-5344. Cannon Law Firm, Vineyard Doodles, Milton CPA Services, Emergency Citizens Bank, Riles Drugs, jointly with Riles Outfitters, and the Law Office of Joseph I. Marchant. Next up, I know that was a short breakdown of Oklahoma State, but next up on the uh, chopping block that we'll talk about is one that we do know a little bit more about is uh, Alabama. Uh, and we'll talk about the Supers with uh, Northwestern, being I have both of these names uh, right on top of each other. Uh, Northwestern is, you know, honestly, you think about the Big Ten. I mean, some of these other conferences, I I know we, we live here in the South, and all you think about uh, the SEC pretty much has Talent in all sports, which they do, but you know, that that blind that makes you blindly look at uh, over blindly overlook other conferences with the talent that they have. think about the big ten one team that 's always stuck out above the rest in that single conference is Northwestern. And we talked talking about Danielle Williams who pitched in game one. I don't know about game three or not. But yeah, she pitched, she pitched game three them. and
1: she actually come in and pitched some in game two. Okay, um, so I must have missed that one. But you're talking about the Big Ten to go back, you know, years ago it was Michigan. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Michigan actually I think was the first team, I think, east of the Mississippi to win a national championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Up until that point everything had been from those teams mm-hmm. out west. Um, so Michigan Michigan had kind of carried the banner for the Big 10. Um mm-hmm. uh, but you know like you said um what was North, the name of
0: their coach? She she She, it she was, retired. I was going to say she, um, she retired minute, I mean she can't was think of what She her. was legendary. And oh, yeah. I I can't remember her name to save my life. I'll probably end up thinking about it by the time we sign off.
1: <laughs> but um, but like you said in the last few years Northwestern has really kind of been mm-hmm. the team to to uh to the class of the Big Ten, so to speak.
0: And and Daniel Williams, speaking of her in particular, I know ended up setting records uh, for the program. I don't know, she might have set some Big Ten records as well. I know overall her strikeout count from last year, triple threes, 333 strikeouts. Uh, and you think about over a certain amount of games, I mean, which I know you compare it to like Major League Baseball, which is 162 games, right. and this is like with college softball you get what do you get? Maybe in the seventies, as yeah, t- on if, how if you, as I say, depending go. on how far you go, you may get seventy. You may approach eighty, which is halfway through major league baseball. Right. You rack up that many strikeouts? Wow! Yeah, that, yeah.
1: that's that's an impressive number.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the thing about her, she is not a hard thrower. Oh no, um, mm-hmm. she probably tops out mid sixties, um, but has a wicked changeup that she'll throw at any time locates real well and has real good movement on her ball so that just just goes to show you know you don't have to throw at 74 to be very successful.
0: Oh yeah for sure for sure I mean when you think about that uh, baseball examples being I know it's kind of fallen by the wayside in both sports but you think about softball baseball whichever way you want to look at it is uh, velocity is the attraction these days where and the moment you see somebody who isn't throwing as fast but making your hitters look stupid, I mean, that kind of – that may change your viewpoint just a little bit here. Right. Think about like in old times, like a Glavin and Maddox type effect, you know. I mean, they not, – not that fast, but they knew exactly what to throw, what to throw, when to throw, where to throw yeah absolutely I yeah. Mean, they might have topped out ninety
1: one ninety two maybe on a good day on a yeah. good exactly yeah. but man location and movement mm-hmm. is 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 killer mm-hmm. and and both of them had it um uh, but like you said today it's all about velocity and um you know a good hitter, if you you can throw 105 miles an hour, but if it's straight, eventually a good hitter is going to time it up, mm-hmm. and it's going to go, it's going to leave a lot quicker than it came in.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing the coach could tell a lot of hitters too. I mean, if you're able to time it up that way, pitcher's doing half the work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's see. Now, being we talked about Northwestern, I mean Alabama being one of those teams that had to. Uh, we'll go right into Utah after this. Alabama being one of the two teams that had to come from behind in the Super's, winning the winning game two and three. Montana Fouts, who go- going in wasn't in, wasn't entirely at a hundred percent. I know in the conference tournament, I wanted, was it in the South, where they were in South Carolina when they did this. I think it was Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, it might have been Arkansas. When she, oh, yeah.
1: when she got hurt. But.
0: Yeah, I think it ended up being diagnosed as a hyperextension of the knee, maybe? Yeah,
1: something, like, yeah, so something that, with
0: the knee. Yeah. But they said they took her over to an orthopedic doctor, and they diagnosed it as like a hyperextension. But then again, I mean, you see her come out with this big old knee brace and make you think, what the heck happened to you? Right. you know? And then, then again, you think about, I mean, just the overall – grit montana fouts has i mean you've seen her in years past i mean she's one of just the, one of those hard knocks pitchers that's been amazing within the within the sec and she's made trips to okc being such being the good pitcher that she is i mean her overall delivery was kind of shortened a little bit you know right the, she
1: made an adjustment that she yeah. needed to make to, mm-hmm. to be able to play mm-hmm. and, you know and the crazy thing is she she lost some of her velocity by mm-hmm. doing it she was still throwing mid upper sixties. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean she was still hitting and There was a there was,
0: there was a time or two in this in I think game game one or was it in, or game two? I know game two. I she she game, come in in relief, yeah. or I think mm-hmm. finished it out and the last out. two innings. I want to think it might have been game two. She was she actually was she actually got up and was able. It was hitting seventy a time or two. Oh really? Yeah, she was. She actually was able to actually. Put a little extra oomph behind it. So I guess, like as time went on, you know, I mean, she, she's not going to make that big of an adjustment between that last part of the conference tournament and then going into the supers. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to take longer than that to make that adjustment. But in that short amount of time to get herself back up in a newish technique, getting back up to seventy. So I mean, anywhere between sixty-seven to seventy. Right. I mean, that's a that's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, she did. They they were showing uh,
1: – I can't remember if it was yesterday or if it was – it might have been Tuesday night's game – or Saturday night's game when she came in. They were showing the difference between when she was healthy and now. And when she was healthy, that stride, her front foot, her stride foot was almost out of the circ- pitching circle. Um, because of her injury, her stride was not – as far mm-hmm. she wants, striding out as far, but you know, like I said, that's what good players do. And I know she wanted to be there, and she wanted to play, and would do everything because you know this is her last season, and do whatever it took to uh, to help the team, and, and just a really gutsy and gritty effort by her, and a great job by. And uh, I can't think of the other pitcher's name that that had to carry most of the load, mm-hmm. and that's super reasonable regional but she did a really good job for I w- alabama oh w-
0: absolutely coming in there and and basically carrying that load shows you in a very accountable great talented pitcher and i know uh and of course this injury to Fa to fouts i mean I w- w- of course we're not giving all the credit to fouts here but yeah great uh great job going to her we'll have to look up her name and uh, talk about it more later i mean I, if, if i remembered her name i would have said it already yeah. And probably
1: mm-hmm. talking about fouls, talking about, and probably a, a big uplift and inspiration to that team to see her out there, mm-hmm. you know, trying to go and, and doing the best she can, even though she was was injured or is
0: injured. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see, who do we want to go to next? Talk about Stanford. We haven't uh, we haven't touched on Stanford yet. I know uh, another. Pac-12 team. I think overall the bracket, oddly enough, is dominated by the Pac-12. Three,
1: uh, Yeah, three Pac-12 teams in it, Utah, yeah. Washington, and um, Stanford. And
0: Stanford, mm-hmm. And then two
1: two SEC teams, uh, two uh, Big 12 teams, and then well, – uh, dang, who's the other one?
0: Off the top of my head. You got a Big Ten in there. Who's that? Yep, no, no, not no, not Big Ten. Uh, let's see.
1: Oh, Florida State. Florida ACC, State, the ACC, ACC yeah. has one. So ACC, got, yeah. So you got basically four conferences yeah, represented the, yeah, at, at the
0: World Series, which really isn't a bad thing. I mean, you got a little bit. It's a little bit more balanced. I mean, slightly dominated by the uh, slightly dominated by the Pac-12. But yes, yeah, Stanford. It's been a while since they popped up in okc i mean it's how long ago was it they said whenever they clinched the ticket was it it's been a while i can't
1: remember exactly when the last time
0: no i almost said 2014 but it wasn't that short of a time ago which well, like like 2014 wasn't a long time ago it's almost 10 years ago <laughs> yeah
1: but uh yeah stanford Yeah, i, it, I can't recall What's really been impressive with Stanford has been that freshman pitcher, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I, don't, I can't think of her name, but uh, led the nation in ERA. I mean, mm-hmm. ERA I think under .4 or around .4. And, and that's just that's, I mean, that's incredible, and for mm-hmm. a freshman to do it and pitching mm-hmm. in a tough uh, tough conference like the Pac-12 and mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, it-
0: and I know one person we we highlighted here that I've got from my prior notes is a pitcher, a pitcher by the name of Elena Vaughter. I didn't I didn't hear her name come up as much, so I don't know. Uh, like I said, I didn't follow Stanford as closely as other teams, but I, I'm not sure if she just didn't get as much time and if she had failed to an injury. I don't know what it was. But, yeah, Stanford all around, that's going to be a big thing to see somebody you haven't seen in a while be there and really uh, – Basically, issue a challenge to those who have been there most recently.
1: Right. They, I mean, they get an opportunity to uh, make a statement right yeah. out of the box. Oh, they, they got Oklahoma. Yeah, they're the uh, ones you
0: know. in, in, in the, in, over here in OKC, they're the ones that drew the short straw now. <laughs> and, and, and it's
1: going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Stanford will throw their ace. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how she responds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, a true freshman. Um, you know, and you know that place is going to be packed with Oklahoma fans, and, and but you know,
0: you never know. Oh, absolutely! It's most likely. Got, uh, I assume it's going to be Jordy Ball for Oklahoma, starting off in game one. Oh yeah, that's going to be a heck of a pitching matchup there. Oh yeah, for sure. Talk about Florida State though. Um, Sadly, I mean, one. Of the, I, then again, I, I was I was happy to I was happy to see the S uh, the SEC get well represented in uh, in OKC. I was hoping it would be alongside the Vols. I would hope it, I was hoping it would be uh, I was hoping it would be the Lady Dogs as well. Let's talk about Florida State for for a second here. I know one person who's it seems like she's been there forever, but I mean, you th- count it back, and it she's most likely is a fifth year kind of like Montana Fouts, I would assume, because it seems like this has got to be at least her fifth year. Katherine uh, Sandercock, pitcher at, uh, pitcher at Florida State, I mean, the overall ace. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, she, she, she's not the piece of that whole team, but she's just one, of, she's, she's one cog in a big machine, you know. Well, you know, in the, in the
1: regionals, it went to the IF game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget who they played. Um, I think it was South Carolina, actually. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And she threw a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if that's not <laughs> stepping up and, mm-hmm. you know, and that seemed to kind of light a fire up under Florida State because they went in that super regional mm-hmm. against Georgia and really made a statement in that first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, and it's a testament to Florida State's pitching staff. I think Georgia scored three runs in the two games, and Georgia's a team that had put up runs all year long, hit a lot of long balls. Um, really good offensive team, um, but that Florida State pitching staff really, really did a good job against Georgia in that Super Regional.
0: Oh yeah, I, I honestly couldn't agree more. I mean, going back to like re- with regionals, you know, you know, the, this is just how selection committees go. And if you draw a good, if you draw a good regional, like in in your advantage, that's just how it goes. I mean, Georgia really only had to have really only had much of a challenge with Virginia Tech. The other ones were not so much. So you kind of figured, okay, Georgia is such is, is such a good softball team. They're going to come out of this regional. Right. M- most likely they'll be heading somewhere else because they did come in as a 14 seed, so they're not going to be hosting by, even if they do win their regional. right? And so they ended up going down to Tallahassee. One person in particular that really showed out in the Athens regional, Sidney Chambly, who just – I know in her final. I think the final game there was. I think what two home runs I believe overall at least four. Yeah. At least four in total during that regional. Maybe five. Um, or Jaden Goodwin, true freshman as well. She's she's shown out a lot. Uh, Jaden Fields, who's always been good. I mean, there, you could go down that whole lineup, and everybody did something in that regional. And just unfortunately, when they, when they got down to Tallahassee, I don't know if I don't know if it ran out or if <laughs> or if just the, or if Florida State's pitching was just well prepared for the high powered offense. because I, I know I did see a video on the NCAA softball Instagram where one one woman said that a lot of people are looking at. The Utah regional or this super regional or, or this regional or this super regional. She, she said, but I'm really looking at the Tallahassee super regional because you think you've got great defense versus high powered offense, and that's just, it's basically the heavyweight fight format, oh, yeah. if you want to say it's. But a bit, biggest bang for your buck, okay, who's going to come out of this? Is, it, is the bats going to prepare, uh, prevail over the gloves? And this was a case of where mm-hmm. good pitching mm-hmm. beat
1: good offense, mm-hmm. good defense, good mm-hmm. pitching beat good offense, and um,
0: and then right behind it, you got to say, I mean, then then again, I mean, you look at Florida State uh, overall. I mean, I've always been softball wise. I've only been, I've always been a fan of Florida State softball. That might be the only, that might be the only thing about Florida State that's really entertaining to watch because they're the ones that have had, that's had the most success in the past, in the past years. It's the softball right. program. And
1: once again, and I can't think of their coach, um, coach's name. It's on the tip of my tongue.
0: Florida State's? Yeah. Lonnie, Lonnie Alameda.
1: Alameda, that's right. Um, but you know, like we talked about Gasso earlier at Oklahoma, she uh, Alameda does a really good job. In Florida State, she she's been there a while, mm-hmm. and she's another one that Brent recruits well, and, and and it's just they're they're a solid team year after year.
0: Didn't she coach the the U.S. national team or some some somebody's national team a few years ago? I don't know if it was the U.S. Is or not. I'm I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember. She she coached somebody's national team. It might have been the U.S. because then again, I think Tony Baldwin at Georgia also. Went on as an assistant with the mm-hmm. U.S. It might have been alongside Alameda. She might have been somebody else's coach, but yeah, all around. I mean, Florida State's always been, always been a team to watch out for. I think this year was 40, 40 years. I think of having a pro, having a softball right. program mm-hmm. down there. So that was that. That was then again a big milestone this year. Hey, if they come back and win a national title in year forty for the program, that'll be huge. I think first time back in OKC for them since twenty. 19
1: 18 i believe it was 2018. i I believe that's what they said i believe or maybe that was when they won maybe 18 was
0: when they won the national championship they said something about 2018. i was thinking i was i was pretty the reason i was uh kind of trying to confirm was because last time they went they did they did win the national title i don't know the one in 18. yeah because i know there was one play in particular it was towards the end of the tournament i know you could go look it up on youtube Third baseman comes in diving almost almost right in front of home plate
1: Jessica yeah. Warren was a third baseman. I remember mm-hmm. that play mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean that was that wasn 't like the definition of give up the body type of play, you know and
1: another thing yeah. with, with Florida State you know for years they 've just dominated a c c you know, but with the emergence of Clemson with their program and Duke having a good program uh. And, and um, Virginia Tech being mm-hmm. being a, a top twenty five program, you know that that's made Florida State step mm-hmm. it up a mm-hmm. little, you know, a little bit more. It's it's, uh, it's not as easy to cruise it's through. It's more competitive, yeah. Uh, which is a lot of times is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where you know if you just dominate year after year after year, and kind of kind of get complacent, uh, that could that can hurt you. Um, But, like I said, with the emergence of those teams and that conference getting better, I think that really helps Florida State as well.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, who all have we covered now? We've covered – just went to Florida State. Oh, let's let's go ahead and cover uh, the shirts you've got on (laughs) now. Let's cover the Lady Vols. You know, uh, when it comes – I've had people ask me, and I've thought to myself of asking myself this own question as well, about who's – Going to give, whether however much it is Oklahoma, the biggest fit or the biggest challenge in OKC. I mean the 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 answer that I gave uh, that I give and I and I told uh, the softball coach at Middle Georgia, Becca Hewitt. You, I, I assume you know who she is. Um, I told her this. I said this. This isn't just because I'm sitting beside you, but I said I, I think Tennessee. Really has a great a good chance of being one to really put up a fight with Oklahoma because of how uh, about how well they have some pitching. I know uh, you got Ashley Rogers who is the pitcher up there, and then you've got the ones behind her. Like uh, same same thing with Alabama. I cannot remember. got so okay. She, yeah,
1: she she uh, mm-hmm. you know and and really um, as good as Rogers has been this year. Um, and I felt like she probably deserved Pitcher of the Year. Didn't get it. Um, Gottsall has been – because with, with Rodgers and her uh, history of injury in the past, she did not pitch as much this year. U- usually in a three-game set, she only pitched one game. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't throw near as many innings this year as she had. Um, so, Gottschall and um, the freshman Pickens picked up those extra innings. And, and to me, Gottschall has been – I think she had one loss on the season. Um, and she – I mean, she's been, been lights out. Uh, she she was a transfer. She come in from Bowling Green. Uh, you know, we talked about the portal. She come in from Bowling Green, the uh, catcher, Julia – Cotsonopoulos, I want to say they. She came in from Arizona State, I believe they said. Come in, never never caught in her life. She's left-handed, oh, okay. and she told the coach, she said, "Whatever you need me to do." Mm-hmm. And so they put her behind the plate, and she's done a phenomenal job. Back That's there. the kind
0: of players that you like, you
1: know. Uh, the third baseman Poonie Zeta Pooney, mm-hmm. and uh, the shortstop Donahue Donahue, both of them are transfers from Oklahoma. Uh, so you know Tennessee used the transfer portal to to get better, um, but then you got the players that have been there, and and uh, the nation nation's home run leader Kiki Malloy, yeah, uh, 25 home runs, 40 stolen bases on the year, can just does it all, uh, mm-hmm. defensively, offensively. Uh, once again, thought she got robbed an SEC Player of the Year, but that was you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but they're, they're, you know, we I've followed Lady Voss softball for many, many years, and they've had some really good players. They've had really good pitchers. You know, you go back to Monica Abbott, the Renfro sisters. You know, they've had really good pitchers. But I think this is probably the most complete team they've ever had with the pitching depth. Uh, like I said, talking about the freshman Pickens, um, she throws 74, 75. Now, she's got to learn to control it a little better. And mm-hmm. She struggled right at the end and hadn't pitched much since then. Uh, but then offensively and defensively, like I said, just probably one of the most well-rounded, most balanced teams that uh, they've had at Tennessee in and in probably ever.
0: Uh, yeah, I
1: Go, and, and we're talking about Oklahoma being having the lowest ERA staff-wise. Tennessee was right behind them with the second lowest mm-hmm. staff ERA in the nation. So, you know, they can get it done on the mound and at the plate and and with the glove.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I and you know, we we'll go and stay on the coaches' train as well. We'll say this, is that I know not not too long ago. I mean, Tennessee ended up extending Kevin Weekly's mm-hmm. contract. So, I mean. So far, I mean, the season's not over yet. But if you look at how this season has gone, I mean, I'm sure what's happened this year really justified a contract extension. Oh, absolutely, what you say. and she's yeah.
1: one of the, you know, her, her husband. They were co-coaches up until yeah. a couple of years ago, and then he retired. And I, I really feel like this is this mm-hmm. is one of those situations to where. She'll be coached there as long as she wants to be mm-hmm. coached there, unless something just drastically happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been there so long and have done such a good job. Uh, you know, it's one of those, like I say, one of those situations to where she'll be there as, as long as she wants to be.
0: Got you, got you. And uh, let see, who else have we... Not covered. Oh, I was gonna say you already brought her up, but that was that was gonna be my next point. Is Kiki Malloy also center fielder? Am I right? Center I fielder. had to be sure I had her position right. Yeah, absolute absolute beast of a of a softball player. I mean, I mean she, she she started off the year. I mean, and she really, of course, you know everybody's got a slump somewhere in the year. I know she probably hit one somewhere in the year. But, I mean, all the way through, I'll go back to the point about Valerie Cagle. I mean, consistently being a good hitter right. while also not slumping uh, not slumping defensively as well. Right. And, and you know,
1: it's in her blood. Her dad was an all-pro uh, football player, law, Lawyer Malloy. Uh, was, I think he was a defensive back. I know he played with the Patriots, pretty sure. I'm not sure if he played anywhere. But had a long career. And then her mom was a uh, – all-American track star, I think they said, at USC. So, you know, athleticism runs in her blood. But like mm-hmm. you said, you know, you don't see many leadoff hitters. And she didn't bat leadoff the whole season, but for the most part, she did. Uh, you don't see many leadoff hitters leading the nation in home runs the way she
0: has. Oh, for sure, for sure. And being we are on the coaches' train right now, let's kind of back, back, back up to something I uh, forgot to mention about alabama uh once again I, I think the point you made up about you're going to be coach here pretty much as long as you want to like unless something just odd for lack of a better term happens like i think pat murphy at alabama he's he's been there for what he's almost 15 20 years now he's, Our, been,
1: he's been there a while yeah
0: about around 15 or 20 years now at alabama and i mean i don't think at all that something's going to drive him away from Alabama because, I mean, he's too well-liked, and just the players love him, fans love him. I mean, I just think he's done an incredible job at Alabama. Uh, once again, I know as a Georgia fan, well, you know, a lot of people like to talk trash about Alabama as well. I know, uh, I, I think I even told Michaela, I said, Alabama quite uh, quite possibly their softball team might be the only thing I have interest in. <laughs> it kind of goes back to with Florida State. I, right. I honestly, I mean, as a I mean, Georgia, Georgia and Florida State don't uh, they don't really have what you would call like try, trash talk battles per se. But I know in recent years, football wise, you know. Georgia and Alabama has been the thing to, to watch out for. But Alabama softball really might, quite, might possibly be the only real thing I, I, I have interest in, which is r- rightfully so because of the players they have. You go back and think about Ashley Prangy, Jenna Johnson, uh, Mad- is it Madison? Allie. She, Allie Shippen. Allie, yes. Yeah. She,
1: uh, she was at Tennessee. Her, yeah. her sister Madison played at Tennessee. Allie yeah. went there for a couple of years, yeah. and then she transferred to yeah. Alabama. I think she's a sixth-year senior. She took advantage of that COVID year that, okay. that they gave them. But you're right. And, you know, we were watching them play this weekend at the house, and Michaela was home. And, you know, one thing we, we, we mentioned is, you know, you know how during the game they'll interview both coaches, mm-hmm. you know, about midway through, whatever. Um, but to me – just hearing him talk and being inter- being be an interviewed, you know, he just seems he seems so humble too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's doing a fantastic job there at, at Alabama, and you know, like you said, he, he's another one that, and you know, unless something comes up, you know, and you never know, he there may be a dream job out there that mm-hmm. he desires, but unless something like that happens, yeah, he'll he'll yeah. be there at Alabama as long as he wants to as well.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, and by no means are we putting the. I mean, by no means are we putting the SEC here as both of our favorite teams are in said conference. We're not putting that on the high horse, but you you bring up the point of a dream job, but at the same time, I mean, is there any, is there any job up there, uh, any job out there in the softball world that really could pull him away from Alabama?
1: Uh, nothing I mean, that really, I You know, I don't right. know if he has ties ties to somewhere. another yeah. school right. somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I but, understand. Uh, but
0: right now, I I don't see I don't see it. No, no, I don't either. Uh, let's run it back to what we've covered so far. We've gone to Alabama. We've gone to Tennessee. We've gone to uh, Oklahoma and and Oklahoma State, Florida State. Who have we not covered?
1: We talked about Stanford.
0: Talked about Stanford.
1: So I guess that leaves Washington
0: and Utah. Washington and Utah. Uh, Let's talk about Utah being uh, we don't have much to talk about with Utah because, I mean, you and I both don't follow the Pac-12 as closely. I know Washington a little bit better than uh, Utah. But Utah come in, and uh, they were one of the surprises, I would say. I think uh, whose regional were they in or did they, they host? Hosted, they, hosted, were, yeah, they hosted, yeah, they hosted their own regional. And they were able to. I was to, thinking about San Diego State because that's that's who they beat to get who, in. Right, I was yeah. Say, Utah was yes. able to
1: host a super regional because of because UCLA getting yeah. getting put getting out. out. So, but yeah, they beat San Diego State uh, to make it to OKC.
0: You know, in in most regionals, you know, you all you, you're going to see the the one team that like cruises through, and I know and. Uh, utah seemed to be uh utah seemed to be one of them but at the same time it came down to like that last like regional title type of thing they had to go like all the way with old miss right oh yeah. yeah yeah and also uh i know old miss i've got a little bit of interest in the rebels as well there because i know uh georgia lost savannah Sykes. Right. To, the, uh, uh, to the transfer reporter. She went out to Ole Miss to play her final year of softball. That was one, that, that was one big piece that Georgia lost that I was thinking, oh, this is going to be hard to replace. Turns out, not so much. Nice. Yeah. And we, we
1: actually yeah. kind of have a a and I say we, more Michaela. So, um, the pitching coach at Ole Miss, uh, Riker Chasen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Michaela, her first year at South Georgia – he was the pitching coach yeah. at south georgia okay. so she she knows him really well he he left south georgia went to lsu mm-hmm. uh as a as a um, student assistant mm-hmm. um and then when he got down mm-hmm. at lsu he he went on to, L, uh, to Ole miss and, and has, has been their pitching coach um but Riker was he played i think he played on the junior National fast pitch team. Okay, cool. Um, But but a really good coach. So, you know, kind of, like I said, got a little connection there with Ole Miss, too. Got a small vested
0: interest there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We always,
1: when they're playing, we always watch them. Oh, yeah.
0: Which, of course, it comes down to, I mean, if for, like, we'll go back to the point of, like, where we live. If you've got some sort of SEC softball, come on there, you want to watch it, whoever's playing. But if you've got a little extra connection, like somebody you know, just uh, you're a fan of a certain player, yeah. It's going to make it a little bit more entertaining, but yeah. Uh, I know Ole Miss. They uh, they actually went the distance and sadly fell a little short with Utah. Right. And Utah was one of those that you really didn't hear a lot about in recent years uh, with the sophomore talent, but they pulled through and were able to um, make it into a super with the Los Angeles uh, winner or UCLA. Let's let's be specific, I guess. Uh, the UCLA regional winner, San Diego State, they're the ones that seemingly cruised on through. Right. Yeah. because yeah, they, they never
1: had to play UCLA. I was gonna say they they never touched they, UCLA. Never touched.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. Which uh, I guess bit I guess they can say big. You might want to send send a thank you card to <laughs> Liberty and Grand Canyon. <laughs> and their and
1: San Diego State's coach played at UCLA. Back mm-hmm. in the day she was a catcher, Stacy Newman, mm-hmm. um, she's married now, so she's got a
0: – Wasn't Liberty's coach, doesn't she have a, some sort of a connection to UCLA as well? Or did – I thought I heard them say she had some sort of connection. I, I don't remember. I, I don't know if it was a former player or – I'm trying to
1: remember who – I can't remember. I'd but, have to go home and look that up. But you're talking about Utah, um, they had on their staff – Talking about coaching, Patty Gasso's son is on their staff. Uh DJ Gasso. Um, I think he's the hitting coach, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then their pitching coach is Paige Parker, who played at Oklahoma and won, I think, Ah. a couple of national championships. So, you know, you see in more and more of these former players, uh, you know, come back and and coach the game and and give back to the game that they – you know, because, I mean, really there's not – there's not a real big opportunity statewide for these really good players to, to make a lot of money playing ball. You know, they can go to Japan and, and play in the professional league over there and make a lot of money, uh, depending on how good they are. But it's just not that big of a professional league here in, in the United States. So um, I guess they, they you know do what they can to, to try to make a
0: living. Oh yeah, I yeah, you're right, you're right. Um so now that we've covered Utah and what little bit that we know, we'll go to um we'll go to Washington. I know they had to uh they had to put up a little bit of fight to actually try to try to make it to O K C. The one player that I know real well out of Washington is second baseman, Bailey Klingler. I know she's I think she may be in her Fifth year, I'd, I'm not sure. Maybe I think she's been there for a while now. I guess she's got the the quote unquote veteran presence on that team as well. Right. I mean, Washington, a uh, not necessarily a frequent flyer. I guess you could say that. I think they've made it to their. Was it 14th overall? I think 14th overall. I yeah, with the last time, I think
1: they won it one, one or tw- once or twice. Yeah, well,
0: I think last time, Washington may have been the one that was 2019 Same. that I can think of, and Florida State was the 2018. 2018. So I, I was, there was there was one in this current field that I knew was there in 2019. Right. I know they, uh, dang, I'm drawing a blank who they were playing. Uh, in the super regional? In the
1: supers. Uh, Louisiana.
0: Louisiana, yeah, I know the. Once again, the uh, the ones that put out LSU, who, uh, who to thunk it, you know, right? <laughs> Another great, uh, great, uh, great best arena coach team as well. I know um, a little bit more, a little bit more knowledgeable at LSU. You think about Sierra Briggs, Taylor Pleasance, and all those. Uh, honestly, wasn't expecting them right. to, to get put out. Yeah, I I, I wasn't expecting that. Um...
1: But you know, especially play. But like I said, you know, Louisiana has always had a good program down there, and, and um, you know they've had good seasons. Like I said, they come out of the Sun Belt, um, which is a conference Georgia Southern's in, um, and you know that's that's. A, I think they play each other during the year a couple of times, but um, but yeah, they are. And going back to Washington. And I forget who it was in the regionals they were playing, but I think it was Game Three or the, the last game of the regional, and they were down like six to nothing going into the top of the seventh.
0: It's McNeese State. McNeese
1: State, that's right. Mm-hmm. And they put scored seven mm-hmm. in the top of the seventh and won seven, I believe, seven to six to uh, to make it to the Super Regional. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that showed a lot of a lot of. Fortitude and mm-hmm. a lot of guts to, to battle back from a 6-0 deficit in it coming up to your last at bat.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I know that uh, – I know whenever they finally clinched the uh, Women's College World Series bid. I know – I'm, sure I'm sure you were watching it, but I know you could see, like, the overall emotion that came over the pitcher that finally closed yeah. out of that game. Oh, yeah. and, like, I was like, man, you could tell, like like, there was – you could tell there was a little bit of excitement. There was, I mean, right d- during that final frame, there's, there was some excitement, like oh, we almost have it. A little bit of worry that, I mean, maybe right. I can't, I can't let this go. Base runners reach, and all. Right. Finally, that final strike, boom. And then relief. Yeah. Then the. Uh, you, yeah, you could say. I mean, a little, that was uh, tears of relief, happiness. I mean, there was probably two or three emotions mixed up in that, in, in that, in that girl. Oh, at, oh yeah,
1: absolutely, um, but. You know, like I said, Washington, they're another one of those teams that you're in and year out. They're always there battling uh in regionals and super regionals and to play out here in that tough Pac twelve. So, you know, you can't uh uh count them out and I think they drew Utah in the first round yeah. of the mm-hmm. World Series. So you you'll have two Pac twelve teams going at it, just like you'll have two S C C teams playing each other in the first oh, yeah. round as well. Mm-hmm. So you kind of hate to see that, you know, having to play each other yeah, but in yeah, the first you're pretty, round. Pretty much, um, you've you, already played them probably three times at least yeah, during the pr- season. You're and, pretty
0: much reverting back to conference schedule again. Exactly. Yeah. So,
1: but that's just the way the way things fail.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've pretty much covered all the teams so far. And the only thing left that I can think of is to make predictions. Is um. Do you want to make first round predictions, or, or do you want to make like winner predictions? We can go the whole show. You want to? Go, uh, you want to go the whole the whole thing? Yeah, I just got if I'm gonna pick with my head or my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. all right. Well, there's uh, uh. all right. Here's two things we'll do. Uh, first, we'll we'll go with the opening round matchups. All right, we'll we'll go who ends up one and zero, who ends up zero and one, blah uh, blah blah blah. Um, then let's go to the final. Like final two, and then who wins it? So we'll start with Alabama-Tennessee. Um,
1: you know they they did play a three-game series in the regular season. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee took, took it two right. out of three yeah. from them. Uh, you're not real sure how healthy Fouts is going right. to be. Um, but like we said the other girl for Tennessee uh for Alabama has pitched well um you know Alabama's riding some a wave of emotion right now having you know coming back and and after losing that first game uh so you know they're going to come in emotional uh i just i feel like Tennessee's pitching is deeper mhm uh I think their offense is a little bit better right now. They're swinging the bats fairly well, um, and so I, I'm on i I got to go with the Lady Vols okay. in that in that in that game.
0: You know, I I will say I'd have to agree. Which I'll I'll revert back to what I was saying before they went into the, went into the supers. The uh, NCAA Instagram page was saying that Alabama's success is, I mean really riding on the health, like you said, the health of Montana Fouts. If she's, if she's there and good to go, I think Alabama has the shot. But if you're, uh, you're playing the if game here and you think about the two pitchers that Tennessee has, I mean, you're going with two guaranteed good, healthy pitchers with Ashley Rogers and who's the other one? Peyton Gottschall. Peyton uh, Gottschall so right there you've got two ready to go and then you've got one that you know is ready to go and then you've got to worry about okay is can montana like keep herself in that good in that good mental and physical shape right yeah so i gotta say that uh, and then and then with kiki malloy and all the other ones uh then that lineup that are so good i i gotta give the slight edge to um uh, slight edge to tennessee and they'll send alabama to the losers bracket early now next one uh it's kind of a common sense type of thing whether i mean do you want to take do you want to take a timothy deep risk or do you want to go with a common sense pick um oklahoma and stanford i'm i'm gonna go i
1: feel oklahoma's gonna win yeah uh, they're probably the better team uh and i have not seen this freshman for stanford mm-hmm. pitch uh yeah, but when you go a whole season and your ERA is under .5, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they say she's the real deal. It, I, I'm interested to see how she fares against that Oklahoma squad. Um, like I said, Oklahoma should win. I feel mm-hmm. like Oklahoma will win. Um, but I think it may be closer than than what, you know, I, I, I don't know that Oklahoma's going to go up there and yeah. hit four or five home runs and mm-hmm. put nine or ten runs up off of her. Mm-hmm. So – Oklahoma, but in a closer game than probably what most people would expect it to be.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking this is going to be a, a lot like Game Two with Clemson. I mean, I'm not talking about like one-run type of stuff. I'm talking about just like staying with them, with a, probably right to the very end. I think Alabama. I think Oklahoma is just that well, well-oiled machine type of team. You know, I think that they're going to last longer, and if it gets into a not, not a necessarily track meet per se. It's not going to be like a track meet and run, so I'm talking about who, who has the endurance to go in a, a back-and-forth type of game through, 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 the, whole, through the whole show. Right. I, think, I think Oklahoma just can last longer, and I think as the game goes on, I think that they're just not going to be as winded as Stanford, so I think Oklahoma would take that. And another thing with Oklahoma
1: uh – is the experience of being there. Yeah, yeah that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, and talk about that freshman pitcher for Stanford. You know, there's got to be some nerves. Mm-hmm. And and not just for her. Uh, you know, for team. you know, Stanford hasn't been in there been there in a while. You know, Tennessee has been eight years since they've been. Twenty fifteen was the last time they've been there. Uh, you know, so you know, there there there's gonna be nerves. Uh mm-hmm. and and but you know, Oklahoma's been there. Uh, they got the the World Series experience uh, and between them and and Oklahoma State, you're going to see probably a lot of uh, uh, whatever color that is for Oklahoma mm-hmm. and the orange. For Oklahoma State like in the stands, like it, it's gonna orange. be like it's gonna be like home games for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and that, you know, and that's yeah. another issue to, to yeah, deal pretty much. With. You've got all these
0: other teams that are flying in, so you're basically worrying about. Of course, Jet Lang's gonna play a uh, probably gonna play a little bit of a role in this, but also you think about those two teams taking a quick bus ride. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. But like I
1: said, I, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, uh, just, you know, that that's another big thing is just the experience of being there, knowing what to expect, you know, knowing how to routine and, and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. just another, as if they needed another advantage. That's oh, yeah, that's a, true. That's another one that they'll have.
0: And, you know, another thing with Stanford, too, I mean, as, as much as, or as little as we know about them at the moment, is this Elena Voder that Carly and I, kind of broke down. I don't know if she's just been overshadowed by this, by these big numbers that this freshman has or if she's, like I said earlier, if she's like fallen victim to an unfortunate injury. So I'll have to really dive in deeper to find out before they start playing. But if, if she, it's understandable if she's been overshadowed by this freshman because of the numbers that she has. But if they've got this Elena Vaughter who actually – was able to pitch two shutouts last year against Alabama, of uh, another competitor in this bracket in the regionals last year. I think if you can keep get those two going and in and in a, in a well back and forth, if one has to rely on the other, right. I think this one will be uh, one to not disregard. See the next matchup was. See who I'm trying to go down the bracket. You got um. we'll we'll go Utah, Washington you know as uh I'm slightly more of a fan of Washington so just from the fan perspective and watching them having come back against McNeese State you can see that they're able to come from a deficit right I I gotta go Washington
1: yeah I I I agree with you on that and and you know I'm not sure when the last time Washington's been but I'm sure it's been they've been there as since Utah's been. Yeah. And once again, just go to the, you know, the kind of – what little bit of experience maybe that some of them have. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with Washington as well.
0: And the final matchup is uh, – Florida State and Oklahoma State. Yeah, Florida State and Oklahoma State. That will be another great one to watch. I know you come you look at uh, – you got some offense and you got some great offense versus – and both, both, both have great offense and defense. Well-balanced team. I mean, this one to me is along the difficulty level of picking Alabama and Tennessee, you know. I mean, you don't necessarily have a question of health with anybody along the lines of what Alabama has with Montana Fouts. But uh, i got to say that with the hitters that I've seen Florida State have along with Catherine Sandercock and the other pitchers that they have. I mean, I got to say that uh, Florida State will take this one in a semi-close one. Um,
1: this is one. Yes, Florida State did come out. You know, to, to me, Florida State struggled. Well, I'm going to use the word struggle. Florida State did lose in the regional. <laughs> One game, and then they, you know had the f game uh with south carolina um and, and and south carolina had had
0: some couple pretty good pitchers himself uh one being uh, one being the uh great Donnie Goborn around seventy three seventy four you can sling it and then also you have Carson Oakes as well as being right. that being that legit number two
1: um so i think Florida State may be faced a little more, a little tougher competition in the regional and the super regional. Uh, so, you know, and, and like I said, Oklahoma State, they just they dominated their their regional and super regional. Uh, it's kind of, like I said, it's, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, but... I'm gonna go against you on this one, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State on this hey. one. I just, I don't know. There's just, just kind of a gut feeling, right, uh, on that. The way they're playing and and, and all, you know, and momentum's big mm-hmm. this time of the year, special, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they just uh, uh, been playing really well in in these last couple of weeks, so. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State.
0: Okay. Well, hey, it's basically I'll i kind of go with the comparison. I know you, if, for those that watch College Game Day a lot, you know Desmond Howard has said this a lot about about picking football games. It's like, man, get a coin and flip it. Right. You know what right. I mean?
1: <laughs> and I, and you're right. And, and really, um, th- those two games, the Tennessee Alabama and, and the, uh, Florida State Oklahoma State game, are, are pro- as they would say in football, with lines pick 'em's. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, just flip a coin and because uh, they're really too close to call.
0: Right, right. And now that we've brought it down to who ends up jumping into the winners and losers bracket after round – we'll call it round one. Um, let's go to the championship series, and then let's say – you know how they do in the, with NBA. We'll say they, they win this series, this to this. Is it two o two one? Right.
1: it's hard to pick against Oklahoma and I I really wish (laughs) I wish Tennessee was on the opposite side of the bracket as Oklahoma
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh But but you know, honestly it would be easy to sit here and say Oklahoma's gonna win it all.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, that would be that would be easy to do. It'd probably be the smart thing to do too. Uh but you know, fortunately there's no money riding on this <laughs> or anything. Yeah. Uh, my head tells me that Oklahoma's the be- probably the best team out here. Um uh, But I, I'm on, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go and say even though they're on the same side of the bracket, that Tennessee comes out of the loser's bracket. Tennessee beats Alabama, loses to Oklahoma in that 1-0 game. They come back, they get to Oklahoma in the championship series. And I'm going to say Tennessee takes it 2-1. to 2-1. to one. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm more – I'm probably picking more with my heart than my heart. head, more with heart. but you know, you got to go with your team, and like that. Right. Now, okay. now, if it was money involved, it might yeah. be different. It might be different. Where I'm going di- to use some. Uh, I would probably
0: pick with my head if I was if had money, right? Right. I mean, it, that right there puts it as you having to use some logic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man, you know, I mean, doing stuff like this. I mean, you know how sometimes we've done it during football season, how well, like we keep standings and all through right. the entire season and all. This is like a one-time thing, but that doesn't make the choice any less hard, you know. But I, I'll have to say that, you know, logically speaking, I'm going to say that Oklahoma, as 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 much as. As good as they are, you know, you're gonna have big fans there, but then you're gonna have big, big critics there as well as like they, they go they most like there's gonna be somebody there watching wanting somebody to beat Oklahoma, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. probably
1: yeah. everybody outside of those wearing the maroon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably
0: everybody else aside from them. Yeah, you're right. But I'm going to say that we're going to have a championship matchup of Oklahoma. I was gonna say it wasn't just a few just but a few years ago. This was the this was the title match, wasn't it? Won wasn't it Oklahoma and Florida State, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I think we'll see that again.
1: I, I, I was I was that's what I was gonna yeah. say that really yeah. and truly, in all honesty, mm-hmm. that's probably
0: mm-hmm.
1: where how it's gonna come down, what it's gonna come down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, if I was if I was picking with my head and had to put money on it. I, mm-hmm. I would agree with, right. with what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I would say that we're probably going to see again after a handful of years a Florida State Oklahoma matchup. I'm going to say as that Florida State's going to have to go, have, going to have to get by. You know, I you know I will say that Tennessee will fall short of the championship series. That that Florida State's going to get by Tennessee, and they'll end up playing. Oklahoma in the finals, but at the same time, I know uh, I'll revert back to a conversation I was having with uh, Coach uh, Coach Hewitt about the ch- the tournament right when it began, mm-hmm. about who who has the chance of possibly upsetting the the big the big girls per se, and I would say that it's gonna it I'm saying it's gonna be a two one final. Florida State will take one of them, but I think Oklahoma is just a little bit too good. You know, I think they just uh, had a little bit of an off game with that Clemson, uh, with that Clemson game. I think that they're gonna they're gonna fix those flaws per se, and I think they're gonna come through. They're gonna have some tough uh, have some tough matchups in there, but I don't think they're gonna have uh, a problem locking up another title as much as you know as bad as people want to see another champion they oh, want yeah. they want to see the queens dethroned oh yeah absolutely. but i think but i think oklahoma is just a bit too good because i, I uh, uh, i've spoke with her before I've people say that they're so good that it's unfair oh yeah.
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely like i said earlier you know you you, you look at them and you compare them to what Alabama has done mm-hmm. in football over, you know, the past, what, 12, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so it, it's, it's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, I mean, they, I'm sure they're a very large favorite going in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you got to step between those white lines and, and play the game. They don't play it on paper, so uh,
0: you, you never know. Oh, absolutely. So to recap we've recapped all eight teams and their road and somewhat of their somewhat of their road to O K C we've talked about who goes who goes to each bracket at the end of round one. We've recapped who's making it to the finals and we have picks of a three peat and a Tennessee upsetting Oklahoma. Which as I've said before, I I hold the opinion that they may be the one. if if there's somebody there to do it, that they very well may be the one because of like how good they are on each side. You think about the hitters, we'll go we revert back to Kiki Malloy, but there's other ones on there as well. That's not it's not just Kiki and then Ashley Rogers and the and the and the ones behind and, and the ones behind her as well. So, well I mean with that being said, I think we've talked for a good while now, I don't think there's anything else to break down, so we'll just go ahead and sign this off now. I want, I want to say, we'll end it with this. I want to thank you all for tuning in, listening to episode 22. And I want to say, that being that it is Memorial Day, we'll end this on a... I usually end it with quotes. I want to say, John 15:13 says, Greater love has no one than this, than than someone... To lay down his life for his friends so happy memorial day to you all chris thank you for sitting down and talking softball fall with me of course you know you and i both love it and i mean oh. we could sit in here for another we've gone over an hour we could sit in here for another hour we could, i could talk
1: it all day long yeah. but i appreciate you asking me to be on here mm-hmm. and i have enjoyed it so thanks
0: oh absolutely and once again thank you guys for tuning in and uh remember the reason that we have Memorial Day go out and if you see anybody that that has lost service members and lost family members to, uh, to to the service and just remember well just remember the reason we have this holiday. So once again, uh, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time on episode 23.